from St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. I'm ready when you when you are. Are you ready? Shut up. It come worked. Over, Y'all shut up. Okay. But come, yeah. over, come over here and make me. <laughs> we're literally zooming and we're like 15 minutes from each other. Yeah, That's well, what's well, you know what? It is what it is. I saw enough of you for the past few days. Welcome to the latest episode of Wayne and with Travis Hartman. What episode is this? 27. 27. We celebrated our six month uh, anniversary. Wow, that is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, for those that don't know or are not aware, that there is Weekend Trav. Do you like how I point? Hey, that's B Money, the producer. We're here. We're coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Even though we're 15 minutes apart, we thought zooming would be nice. Uh, we just came back from Dallas, Texas, Weekend Trav, and we wanted to give a, at least a. a it's going to be a shorter episode this week. Uh, we want to talk about the Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell. The uh, uh, zone pay-per-view matchup that we were a part of uh, as Ashley Carew was there fighting and we were cornering her. Before we get into that, uh, special thanks to our media partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. As always, thank you for the media support. Uh, weekend Trav. Uh, hold on a second. I got this. Hold on a second. I was waiting for you for a while, so. Um, Did you finish some of I come prepared. Oh, nice. Nice decanter. That is a stormtrooper right there, buddy. Beautiful. You don't know what that is. You don't watch Star Wars. I don't. I've heard of it, though. All right. Cheers. All right. So, Weekend Trav, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. Cheers for a successful weekend. I mean, actually, we were there from Wednesday till Sunday, but cheers to a successful weekend of boxing. Yeah, it was a definitely a full few days. Uh, you got to catch our content on the YouTube channel. We broke down a lot of video footage from four days worth of our travels, being on site, being in the hotel, being in the sports bubble, being in the American Airlines arena for a fight day or fight night, I should say. So uh, it was a pretty full journey. Times of COVID, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So we're COVID free as far as we're aware. Um, Anyways, so we can Trav. Give me, give me a rundown here. Let's start with, uh, let's start with the actual main event. Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell. Uh, they they battled it out in what was a great match. Uh, I think there was a lot of, um, I'd say, a few twists and turns there. Uh, got the the crowd was definitely into it. American Airlines Arena was at the twenty five percent capacity for that main event, and uh, the those two did not disappoint. So we can Trav. Give me your thoughts. Give me your assessment. Uh, you can base it off of your um, uh, your prediction video, but then also just the, the full-on fight itself. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one fight that's a pretty cool um, episode for us because we got to see it live. Yeah. We were there, so that was pretty cool. Um, my prediction video was I thought that Ryan Garcia would win, um, and I called it by a decision. However, uh, Ryan Garcia ended up stopping him in the seventh round with a body shot. But like B-Money said, there was a massive twist. In the second round, me and Brandon were watching this fight live. Like, literally, we were standing in the hallway watching the fight live at the American Airlines Center um, while Ashley was uh, resting up in the locker room. But uh, we saw that knockdown, and we both looked at each other like, because Ryan Garcia got dropped by a mean left hand from Luke Campbell. Put him on his butt. Like, that was legit. I think he was knocked out, literally, until he hit the ground and woke him up. When you, look, when you rewatch that actual knockout – 
I think you're right. Uh, his legs went his, or knocked down. I'm sorry. Uh, his legs went out from underneath him. His arm was behind his body when he landed. He's lucky he didn't hurt himself on that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to, uh, to the comments of Luke Campbell's camp, uh, his trainer and whatnot, that same night afterwards, as we were at the restaurant, we, we spent about an hour and a half or so with them that night after the fight. And their, their trainer was like, he's the real deal. Ryan Garcia's the real deal. He popped up off the canvas in like two seconds. And he was there. Yeah, that's what – and that's the thing. It wasn't – there was two impressive things about that night. It was one was he'd never been knocked down. He'd never been really tested because everybody thought he was a pretty boy. Everybody thought he was this Instagram star, this internet star, that when things got tough, they thought that he was going to shut down because he's a pretty boy. He proved in the second round he got dropped hard by a legit 135-pound world-class athlete, a world-class contender, and, and Luke Campbell dropped him hard with a straight left over the top, put him on his butt, and you're right, Barry or Barry McGuigan, um, Shane McGuigan, yep. which is Luke's trainer. This is coming out of his mouth. Told us he goes, that kid have has metal, meaning like he's tough, he's strong. We didn't expect that, but he's like when when he got up at the count of two, he's like I looked at one of my or, or other trainers, which was his brother, and he was just like well, this kid's this kid's tough, and yeah. that is massive respect right there. Yeah, out of Shane's mouth, he he basically said the social media darling doesn't get up from that. He's mm-hmm. like, so, so he really proved something, not only to us, but the world. Uh, he tough kid, tough kid, 22 years old. He's got the whole, the whole future ahead of him at this point. And, and, and listen, it's, um, definitely, definitely star power there, star power. And then what was more impressive is how he won because mm. Luke Campbell had just fought Vasily Lomachenko, who was one of the best pinpoint punchers, the best body punchers, like a little all around everything. And Luke Campbell lost a decision on points over 12 rounds to Lomachenko. Luke Campbell had never been stopped in his career. And literally Ryan Garcia stopped Luke Campbell with a body shot. Like if you're a professional boxer or even an expert enthusiast, you know that stopping somebody at that level with a body shot is special. It's very special because it doesn't happen often. A stoppage usually doesn't happen in those high-level fights, but the fact that he stopped him with a body shot. And, Brandon, I've watched that uh, replay in slow-mo so many times. And do it in slow-mo because Mm. you see the effect. It's a jolt. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, the ripples go through that body uh, of of Campbell when he gets hit with that left hook to the body from Garcia. I felt it, man. I told you that in my professional boxing career – even though I've lost to all of the top guys, I've never been knocked out with a head punch ever. Right. I can take a head punch out of this world, but I am speaking from experience that body punches hurt worse. And Luke Campbell showed that like, dude, his whole world, I guarantee you was spinning. His breath was gone. He couldn't even breathe as he's on the ground watching the referee count him out. And it was, dude, I, the average fan might not respect that because they seen a body shot and he took a knee, but as a, as a box, a true boxing enthusiast, like I am, I can tell everybody for a fact that if Luke Campbell could have gotten up, I promise you, he would have gotten up. He couldn't get up. Well, that it's, it's, punch. it's the physiology behind a liver punch. I mean, that's, that's what it was. I mean, he got, 
And it was solid. If you have watched any of Ryan Garcia's social media posts, things like that, he always does this like um, kind of a gut shot, the body shot challenge with his boys. And they put the gear on and he is going to town and still putting them down on the ground. Now, granted, they're not professional boxers, but I mean, you have have the pads on and he is laying it out. So I mean, I was trying to find some information as to like what actually occurs when, when the liver gets struck so significantly. And I, and if you talk for a minute, I could find it here. Um, but oh, it's I incredible. You know what it feels like. It feels like your body's paralyzed. You have, you can't breathe. Your absolute wind is gone. And you, it's like a temporary paralysis. Like your whole body just kind of goes like flat. Like you just, it's all of the wind has been taken out of your cell. That is like the best example. If you're on a sailboat and you're sailing, all of the wind leaves and you completely stop. Everything stops for a brief moment. And that's kind of what happens from that body shot, a liver shot. It's, it's just brutal. Yeah. It, it, I mean, when I'm reading some of the, the physiological like deals with it, like your blood, your blood pressure basically drops. It goes, it goes almost to nothing. And so that there, that's a trigger. I mean, there's, there's a domino effect there. So if you get hit with one of those and it's solid and it's from Ryan Garcia, night's over now luke campbell he dropped to the one he dropped to the one knee and we were like oh my gosh but once that second knee went to the ground we knew it was over we knew it was over we were like like it's done he's not getting up but let's so but let's be fair here i mean that was seventh round right seventh round it was a pretty tight contest at that point maybe garcia was up one or two rounds at that point but it was pretty contested i mean these guys were i mean especially that second round knock uh knocked down uh that that luke campbell had on him that helped uh you know kind of get things going and that's where the crowd was really into the match because i think ryan garcia handily won round one uh but then the second round obviously went to luke and then the the next few rounds were pretty mixed yeah they were close i mean ryan ended up pulling away a little bit towards the the you know fifth sixth and seventh i believe but either way it was a close fight up to that point i did still have garcia ahead on points yes um but that that second round was big for Luke Campbell and that helped him in a seventh. It was only the seventh round. So they would score up to six rounds. So just based on that scorecard, it would be four rounds to two um, for Garcia. So he'd only be ahead two points. If you I was, I was impressed with, um, with Luke Campbell's striking ability. Um, very accurate. Um, able to connect at the end of the punches. Right. So that, I mean, obviously that's where all the power happens. Like that's the contact. Um, rather than you know still still chambered, I mean he he was hitting strikes at the end at the end of the actual strike, so I was very impressed there. Ryan Garcia is fast. I mean he came out with like five punch combinations. I can't remember which round it was, but came out of the gate for thirty seconds, and it was a bunch of five six uh, six punch combinations, yeah, all lightning fast. I think about the fifth or sixth because he thought he had uh, Campbell hurt, I believe. Yes. He tried to finish him, and it didn't, it didn't finish him because Campbell wasn't hurt. Yeah. But you made a good point, though, that I remember when we were having that conversation with Barry McGuigan, who is the Hall of Fame boxer. Um, Barry actually told us, he said that he thought that Luke Campbell had some of the best timing of anybody that's been around. His punches were so well-timed, which means they're very well-placed, and his power is well-placed. And he was like, he had phenomenal timing. And guess what? He was right, because it showed. That punch was so well-timed and so on the very end of his punch and just spot on. So it was kind of cool, Brandon, to to hear Barry McGuigan say that to us at lunch. And then literally the next day, it actually happened almost that way. 
he was just telling us his strength of Luke Campbell and and it's what happened his timing and his punch the power on the end of his punch it was right there because that punch was literally on the very end of yep. Campbell's punch like it wasn't it was even probably it probably didn't even hit him with all of his power but it hit him with most of it at the very end of his punch and it put it put Garcia on his butt and it woke him up yeah it shook his pretty haircut it did I, I saw his hair flow in his flowing it, it knocked I mean, that five o'clock shadow off his face briefly and, and had <laughs> the baby face again for a second are we sure <laughs> that are we sure that five o'clock shadow was real I'm not sure if it was or not yeah, I don't know, because that, that actually, he's a very baby face. He actually had a beard before he came to the fights, and then at the fights, he shaved, clean shaven. And then, like, the next day, that was a pretty impressive 5 o'clock shadow for a day. The day before, he was, like, clean shaven. I was like, that was impressive, actually, for that baby face, 22-year-old. I was a little impressed. That's why I was a little bit questioning it, though, like you. We're like, hmm, that was a really, really quick turnaround and a really good 5 o'clock shadow. Is that real? Yeah, well, I mean, if if anything, after this fight, um, obviously the the self proclaimed, if not proclaimed now, king, um, it continues to make that that weight class, that weight division, very very interesting and very exciting, yeah. heading into this year, twenty twenty one. There's going to be some action there. Who do you think now? And we won't talk about Luke Campbell, and, and there's some comments there, but we'll keep them to ourselves at this point. Uh, but let's talk Ryan Garcia's next step. What are you thinking is going to be his next possible matchup? I know who who they keep saying they want, but who do you think is going to be it? I think it'll. I think I think there's a big chance it's going to happen. That Tank Davis is going to happen, and the reason I say that it's going to be difficult because Tank fights for Mayweather, and Mayweather or Tank is a Al Heyman uh, kid as well, and Al Heyman doesn't really deal that much with uh, the Zone and Golden Boy, but they have made fights in the past, and. Uh, Ryan Garcia has openly been feuding with Tank over Twitter, et cetera, and over social media. And after this fight, he came right out and said it, and he said, I want Tank. Now, Golden Boy, which is Oscar De La Hoya, has came out and been like, hey, Floyd, let's do it. So there's a lot of pressure right now on Tank. So that's why I think that fight has a really good chance of happening because before Tank and them were like, oh, you know, he doesn't have enough star power. You know, he's not popular enough. Now the kid's legit. The kid's popular. The kid is a star, and he can fight. And the funny thing about it is, before Saturday, I would have thought Tank would have beat Garcia. But after mm-hmm. Garcia's performance against Luke Campbell, I'm not sure now. I'm not saying that Garcia beats him, but I'm saying that now I have a legit question whether Tank can beat Garcia because Garcia proved that he can take a punch, and, and Tank can punch that's that's the thing tank and punch but i was surprised by luke campbell's camp because we got to know them very well brandon yeah and, and they were pretty honest and off the record with us about stuff and and they openly said travis he beats tank we think he 100 percent beats tank and i was like really you're like that confident like, that kid's better than we thought he was mm. and he's special and i was like wow like that is special because i think tank is special he's got that special talent he's fast he hits hard and he can take a punch so I want to see that fight for the fans, Brandon. I think Tank and Garcia needs to happen by the end of the year 100%. And I think – I do – I don't think it's going to be Garcia's very next fight because I think that Garcia's kind of allowed himself to maybe take another lesser of an opponent fight maybe to build up this Tank one even more. But I don't – So, who, don't so well, so given that, then who do you think? Are you thinking Linares or, or what do you think is going to be the fight in between? I think that that would be a beautiful fight because it would be fun because Linares could also beat 
Garcia, he's got the talent to because Linares beat Luke Campbell. So if you go by that basis, you would say that Garcia beat Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell also got beat by Linares. So now let's match up the winners of those, which would be Linares and, and Garcia. So I think that's the most logical fight. I still think Garcia wins that. And then, and then let's see Tank. Because that's still an interesting fight. That's not like it's a fight that Garcia wins for sure because Linares can fight. Yeah, so, so that night, so the night of the fight when we were, we were spending some time with them again, uh, it was um, uh, Roberto, uh, I always forget his last name. What was that? For Golden Boy, you mean? Yes. Yeah, Roberto Diaz. Yeah, so he came up, and we're all chatting just very candidly about things, and he tends to agree with some of the comments we're making here that maybe Tank isn't the right next move. It is get some filler in the middle, yeah. something that's credible, but let's be patient here. Be patient with these guys. These guys are so they, – they, they want to make the money so quick. They want the stardom so quick. And it's the patience and the testing and the seasoning yourself that I think a lot of these guys are missing out on. Um, so, so the division itself is continuously just proving itself to everybody. I mean, and oh, by the way, you still have Teofimo out there. He's saying, oh, no, 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 no. There's one king. It's not him. It's me. Yep. I mean, He's, you got Teofimo. Yep. Lomachenko. Yep. You have Devin Haney. Devin Haney. Yeah. Tank. Now you have Garcia, and then you have a whole handful of other guys underneath him, but you have five legitimate guys who, honestly, all five of those guys, just, just depending on the night, all five of those guys could beat each other. Yeah. They really could. At any given night, all five. That's how really tight um, that division is, even though I think you have to put Tiafomo at the very top, and I still have Lomachenko very, very, very close second. And the rest of them just kind of fall in line right there. So you were talking about it. You love that tournament style stuff. Let's Bracketology. See. Bracketology. Let's, that would be so amazing. And I think that the reason why the most logical one out of that fight next for Garcia would actually be Devin Haney because Devin Haney fights for zone, And mm. so is Garcia. However, Devin Haney is actually good friends with Garcia. Him, Both of them are good friends. And they already said, they said, we're going to fight. We want to fight. They were like, but I doesn't. I don't want it to be our very next fight. Like, let's let me beat Tank. Let Devin beat Lopez or or beat one of those other guys, and then let's us fight. And I actually tend to agree with it. I'm okay with that. Actually, they are friends, but in the, the day, it is business and it is a sport. So I know they will fight, but I personally don't want to see Devin Haney and Garcia next. I would love to see Garcia fighting either Linares and then Tank, or either one of those guys mix matched, and then the winner of that fight like the winner of Lomachenko Lopez or Devin Haney Lopez or Devin Haney Lomachenko. It doesn't matter because all of those are interchangeable and they're all great fights. We have just laid out uh, probably a, the next 18 months easy in oh, that yeah. division. After two years, honestly, probably even two years. If you, if it all works out that way and there's no major like upsets, that would be perfect. Well, so it's fantastic. Congratulations once again to Ryan Garcia. Awesome fight. Luke Campbell, awesome fight too. And, and you know what? The, my takeaway from the whole thing, um, and I know the situation was different. The setting was different. The context of us being there was a bit different because of uh, COVID and whatnot. A lot, these guys were very personable, very, very friendly, uh, um, approachable. There was never an issue within the bubble, I didn't think. And, um, and, 
I would say even more specifically to Campbell's camp because they, they were eating with, with us peasants in the cafeteria a lot. So, um, but, but it was great to, to see that and the sportsmanship behind all of it was even better. So congrats to those guys in the main event, which was actually in the middle of the card in order to uh, cater to the UK fans uh, as it was about 11 o'clock out there when those two guys fought. Uh, so once again, congrats to Ryan Garcia, who took home the WBC, WBC, right? The WBC belt on that night? It was the interim WBC, WBC title. The interim That's right. WBC title, yeah. That's right. So congrats again, Ryan Garcia. Uh, let's move on from that event. I know we were out there for Ashley Curry as uh, uh, she was um, uh, fighting and it ended up being the second to last fight of our night, um, which, you know, late night and whatnot, but it was uh, a still it was a, it was a great setup for her. Overall, um, exciting to be going in there against a champ, an eight-round uh, matchup against the world champion, Franchon. I was waiting for you to say the rest. Franchon. Cruz Desern. Desern. Um, so, uh, any, uh, let's get some final assessment here. I know we have video out there for four days worth of us being there for, uh, for Ashley Curry and our experience out there as well. Let's give a final wrap up assessment on, on that matchup, uh, from your take as her trainer. And then, uh, just going forward, what's the next step there? Yeah. I mean, as you know, and we weren't shy about it. We talked about all the stuff leading up to the fight in our, if you watch our YouTube channel and all the days, day one, day two, day three, day four, um, Ashley had pro exactly 18 days, which was actually less of training about 15 actual training days for her to train for this fight, um, to fight a world champion. And actually, you know, 15 days for anybody is not enough. However, she busted her butt. She really did. I mean, I mean, she didn't come, she was still fighting um, out of her weight class. She was a little too heavy for that. She usually is closer to 154, uh, which is a light middleweight or middleweight. But we were actually fighting at cruiserweight, which is 176 um, because of what she actually weighed. Uh, but she fought a little heavier than she should have. Uh, but she proved how tough she is, though, B-Money. I, I knew that in the back of my head, I, I probably figured that you and some other people thought that she was going to get knocked out, but I was just, I knew she wouldn't. I knew she no, was that tough. I, I didn't think she was going to get knocked out I, at all. Um, I, I, I wasn't aware of how much punishment she could take uh, until I, I witnessed it, but kept pressing forward. It, it, it wasn't one of those matchups where it was eight rounds and she was just a, 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 you know, a tackling dummy at all. No, she was fighting back for eight rounds too, but she, I, I was wildly impressed with how much punishment she, that girl absorbed oh my goodness it was incredible now she was also put in a lot of circumstances where I think the ref was really looking a different direction yeah. with a lot of the the you know punches to the back of the head you know the the pushing down all the sort of stuff that was going on uh in the other corner but I know for a fact the other corner was extremely frustrated for eight straight rounds and even after the fact okay so I was I was super impressed with Ashley um, as I've never been able to witness her fight in person and just let alone being in the corner, she listens, she fought her heart out, uh, and, and absorbed, uh, punishment. But even after the fact, from our vantage point, it looked like she was taking punishment, but after the fact in the locker room, she really looked unscathed. Yeah. You couldn't tell like, the, you see our selfie that we took after the fight. Yeah. We, you couldn't tell that she, she wasn't nicked up. No. You know where she's the most nicked up, though? Was on the back of her head behind her ear. Yeah, right here. To show you that those are illegal punches. So it was, listen, 
technical wise, I would love to work more with Ashley technically to get her yeah. technically a lot better. And she knows that. Um, she, she knows that she could have done more, but obviously being off a year and not fighting and only training with me for about 15 days that she had enough, even though she got tired, she still went eight rounds and she had just enough in her to go eight rounds. Uh, but I think if I get to work with her a little longer, you can't teach the toughness that she has. You can't teach that, that you either have that or you don't, and she's got it. So that's, what's good. I can, I can work around that because she's athletic and that's what's gotten her by because she's so athletic. So if she, if I can give me about two to three months with her, I'll turn her technically into a way better fighter. And she's going to give a lot of the top girls in the world trouble. Think about this, B-Money. She fought a world champion mm -hmm. with 15 days of legit training. A world champion. This girl's a champion of the world and actually lost the eight-round decision to her. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so I would say my concern going into the fight had nothing to do with her getting knocked out or anything like that at all. It was uh, conditioning. I was more concerned that she was going to get gassed. That was, that was the biggest thing that, it can, that impressed me the most was that it didn't really seem to the naked eye. It didn't seem like she got gassed. She just kept pressing, you know, there, I mean, Franchon was definitely doing a, doing a lot of the pressing for probably the first almost half of each round. But at, and then after that, Ashley was doing what she needed to do. If we were yelling for her to turn her, she was turning her, you know, she was, she was still, you had her stand in between rounds for like four rounds. Uh, yeah, I got a little upset there after the, I think it was after the fourth round going into the fifth round maybe she was uh, she was clowning a little too much she stuck her tongue after a couple quite punches. a few times so I, I, I got mad and when she came back I told you I was like before the round I was like listen don't give her the stool she's standing up and I, I think like I said to you guys that was two that was twofold one I wasn't mad at her I was wanted to pay for that two I knew that it would get in the other girl's head and it did because the other girl thought she was supposed to like Franchon thought she was supposed to walk through Ashley, walk yep. through her, knock her out. She's going to give up. It's going to be over. And in the fifth round, Franchon's looking over, Franchon's looking over and Ashley's standing up instead of sitting down. Do you know what that did to Franchon's psyche? It yep. messed with me because she came out and was out of character. She was throwing Ashley around. She was getting worn by the referee. She was hitting Ashley low. She was hitting Ashley in the back of the head. She was trying to do everything she could to get Ashley out of there. And nothing brought Ashley. Ashley was like a pesky mosquito. You keep slapping at it, slapping at it, and, and never goes away. And that's what Ashley was. She just never went away. And she's a, that, that tough of a girl. So even though we lost, I'm not happy with just going the distance. I'm not. Right. But at the same token, I always see the positive and the silver lining. And the silver lining is Ashley's that good of an athlete, Brandon, that she never fought an amateur career. She's only had 20-plus pro fights. But she's that athletic and that tough that she went the distance with the world champion. Right. Nobody, not many people can say that. And so I'll have – here are my candid comments as well uh, uh, to the other corner. And I'm, and, and, and I'm being as respectful as, as I possibly can because I, I, I'm not that kind of guy that's just like it's going to rip somebody. I was expecting more, I'll be honest with you, uh, from the other side. Uh, you know, for somebody to have a, have a world title, I was expecting um, more technical prowess, I was expecting a little bit more than just the flash and flare outside of the, the, of the ring. Right. Cause she has it, she has personality. She, and that's why, you know, that's why she's where she's at on top of talent, but she's a personality and she's great on, and behind the camera and on a microphone. But I was, I was ex actually expecting more in the ring. And once she got frustrated, it reverted back to 
and, and it worked, uh, some of the more of the bully mentality, but also just wild swinging and, and you, know, for, you know, holding opponents down, forcing down and getting those cheap little rabbit shots, things like that. I was actually shocked. Uh, you know, I just expected more. And that's not me with sour grapes or anything like that um, at all. I was just, uh, I was anticipating a bit more from her but then again also she was also off for about a year or so too so probably some rust there Uh, but for them to talk about a potential Clarissa Shields and this and that (laughs) that's not going to happen no way no way he's a ways away from that yeah quite a ways away so I don't once again I'm not going to take anything away from her she won and she's she's a champ but that's just my assessment overall I expect a little bit more and I think the uh, announcing and, and commentating crew should have been a little bit more honest with their assessment throughout the uh, matchup as well. They were, definitely one, they were definitely one-sided and really, really tried to sell Franchon, which is I knew they would because she was Golden Boy just signed her, so she was with the broadcast essentially, and it was Golden Boy live broadcast. So yeah. I kind of figured they would talk it up, but I also figured they'd be a little bit honest. And here's the deal: it's not sour grapes. I, I agree with what you're saying. It's not sour grapes. If you want my honest assessment of Fran Franchon Cruz. It's when you fight a person like Ashley, my whole goal for Ashley was, and before we got in there, I said, Ashley, I want you to frustrate this girl. I want you to make her miss. I want you to make it a rough fight and frustrate her. And that's exactly what Ashley did. Grandpa lost her cool. If you want to be at that level and you want to be at that elite special level and beat those like superstars, like a Clarissa Shields, you can't lose your focus and lose your cool against fighters like Ashley. You have to keep your cool no matter what. Fight your game. Don't get into that wrestling. Don't get into that pulling them down and hitting them in the back of the head. And Franchon showed me that she doesn't have the mental grit to get to that next level of, of a Clarissa Shield. She is a world champion, so there's nothing taken away. She's got there. But if she wants to get to that superstardom like I know they want, she's got work to do. Because yeah. She should have outclassed out everything, Ashley, and she didn't. She did yeah, not. I, I, and listen, she won, but she didn't look good. And listen, she has the right trainer in her corner. Uh, I think her second is really what was more of a distraction than anything else and probably did not help any. Yep. Which and, is we'll, and we'll, yeah, but we'll leave it at that. So uh, overall, great experience. I was, uh, once again, thank you. I was more than happy to, to join you and be the second in the corner there uh, for Ashley Curry. Happy to do it again. Uh, I can hold a spit bucket like the best of them. You, and you're, you're really good with that stool too. Like I was like, don't give that stool to me. You're like, okay, I won't. But that was <laughs> the thing. You took away half of my responsibility for like four rounds. I know. B-Money was like, what did I get in trouble for, man? I was trying to do stuff. <laughs> and, on t- and on top of that, the, uh, the, the officiating crew at the, at the ringside didn't allow me to use my ice bags that the uh, Texas uh, yeah. you know, licensed people said, yeah, those are good. The Athletic Commission of Texas, they're always funny business, man. It's crazy because I've been on this game so long, and inside our locker room, they told us we could put ice, and they had me in baggies. So we dumped out all of our ice and just put them in baggies. And then we get out there. Sealed baggies. And then we get out there, and the other commission, which our lady that walked us out was gone by now, and the other commission – people that they all worked for the commission but then they were like they told me after the first round we can't do that and i'm literally if you watch the the video you can see me in the second round i'm turning around like this yeah i'm arguing for the first 30 seconds of the second round because i was like ashley specifically wanted ice on her neck between rounds she's like that i love that that's what keeps me cool all that stuff so that we did it special for her that's what we were there for we were there for ashley so when the commission told me i couldn't do it i was arguing with them i was like 
don't tell me that. I was like, I told Michael, that's unprofessional. They told us we could do that. I dumped out all of the stuff that commissioner said we have to put them in those bags. So I did. Now you guys are telling me in the second round after we already used it that we can't do that. Be money. Tell me how that makes sense. Anyway, it was ice in a sealed bag. It made no sense to me. Um, you're fighting a golden boy girl. So it just felt like the odds were already stacked against Ashley. And then they were even further stacked against her. I'm not saying that's why she lost. So no, not right. even close at all because we lost fair and square, but they were really stacking the odds, man. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, Weekend Trav. So uh, overall, uh, thank you to you. Thank you to Golden Boy and DAZN. It was a great uh, event. And given our circumstances with how a professional sports bubble works, I thought they did a fantastic job. Uh, there were some boring moments, gave me some, a lot of reflection time. Uh, I, I think there was some gray area on room service and trying to get this and that. This, this episode's not, not the time for it. We can talk yeah. about that at another time. Um, but overall folks, we were trapped. We were trapped. We couldn't go anywhere. We, we had to eat what was provided and, uh, I was in a glass case of emotion. Hey, think about it this way. That first night, if somebody didn't order water to be brought with their dinner, they had no water, no water service at all. Nothing. Nothing. So anyway, so anyways, that, that's uh, the events over a great time. And here we are weekend Trav. This is uh, the first episode of 2021. We we're going to do it short today because um, obviously we put a lot of content out there over the past handful of days and you and I are tired. Oh, we're out, dude. It was, it was a long week, man. We were Wednesday till Sunday. And overall I do got to give massive props because I, I, when people don't do good, we criticize them, but when they do good, I need to give respect and, I think Golden Boy and DAZN, that was a very good card from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of entertaining fights. Were so good. The matchmaking, which goes to Roberto Diaz, he's the matchmaker, and so is Gomez. They, they did phenomenal. It delivered. Boxing, again, we're starting off 2021. If you were just tuning in to 2021 boxing and you hadn't watched boxing for a while, that fight card alone made you a fan. That was exciting fight card. The COVID was awesome. What do, what do they say? We started the year off with a bang, bang, right? So overall, uh, good job, guys, out there <laughs> and uh, fun time. We are back, and uh, and this week uh, we're just back to the grind, man. Back to 2021. Uh, this is episode 27. We're gonna come back at episode 28 this coming weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully this will be out, this will be out on YouTube and uh, the the podcast apps uh, very shortly. If you are not subscribing or following our content, you really gotta question yourself and question what you're doing in the year 2021. You really should be finding us on YouTube. You should find us on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Pandora and everything else that you find your audio podcast at. Look, research, weighing in with Travis Hartman. And if you're not subscribing, you need to scratch your head and ask your, look in the mirror and be like, why am I not doing this? And then go click the button and subscribe. Or if you're not doing it, give me your address. I will knock on your door and I will literally punch you right in the stomach. Literally. So subscribe. There you go. And then if you're one of those that wants notifications on YouTube, hit the bell icon too. Um, so am I missing anything weekend, Trav? No, man, it was a great trip. Thanks for, I, I'm glad that you joined us and you got to see kind of a little bit of my world and 
all of the the contacts that I even know that the, the spe- like I got to meet Oscar De La Hoya again and he remembered me because I fought for him in 2006. That B money is still a memory that I'm gonna have for like ever. That's that's a video that I'm literally gonna show my kids probably. I'm gonna be we, like Oscar De La Hoya remember me. We had Oscar De La Hoya remembering Travis's blue eyes. We had Todd, Todd Grisham saying that our logo was cool. Your logo was cool. The yeah. TH. Uh, we confused Ryan Garcia and got a chuckle out of him. We got a uh, cuss word of him too. And a cuss word. Sorry, sorry, YouTube and everybody that follows our stuff. There's a, there's some swearing there. Um, we, we get, we got to see the background of Ryan Garcia coming out on that throne or whatever that was that they carried him out on. That was silly. That was pretty, that was pretty dumb. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like that. It was, but we're talking about it and that's what people do those things because they, they if you're talking about it, it just uh, let, let's, let's be honest. I, I've in years past. I used to, as a kid. I watched a lot of pro wrestling stuff. The thing that they carried him out on looked second rate. It looked cheap. <laughs> you don't want that. That was COVID times. Be money. That was okay. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, and also with regard to COVID, I love the fact that we're in, in a full airport in a full loaded down flight. And all that was protecting us from possibly the worst disease in humanity was a thin little mask. A t-shirt. Uh, that's t-shirt. anyways. Okay. So we're going to wrap up here. Uh, any final thoughts for us weekend, Trav? No, man. It, it was a blessing to, to be there. We ended 2020 and we began 2021 all in the same trip. So that was pretty cool. We got to wrap all that up. Um, and we, we got to get a lot of experience. You got to see so much. We got to have lunch and talk with the Hall of Famer. It was pretty cool. Like Barry McGuigan, pretty cool. All the video that we got was amazing. Like you did so well with those lead ups, the day ones, the day twos, the day oh, three, thank you. I hope that everybody tunes in because that's some cool stuff. That's some behind the scenes stuff at a legit professional world classic boxing like that's professional listen the, the only one that was better than me that that whole time frame with the the video the gorilla video was ellie Secbeck. of course however we got in in one of his longer videos there we were on es news and uh you know ellie once again another guy very nice guy uh down to earth very i mean this this is what what amazed me the most is that event and i think because the media was stripped out the fans were stripped down and it was just kind of all of us that were stuck in the core everyone was just very nice i mean it was like i didn't feel super like out of place from a um a hierarchy standpoint everyone was pretty personable yeah it wasn't like kings and peasants no no because we were all stuck eating the same we were stuck eating the same damn scrambled eggs uh, for breakfast yeah so anyways um uh, we're gonna wrap this up now uh thank you so much for joining us on our shortened podcast episode of weighing in with travis hartman uh once again special thanks to our media partners th boxing gulfstream financial and if enterprises please uh subscribe below smash that icon uh the bell icon and the uh, little thumb up or whatever you do you can find us on instagram and facebook uh, weighing in with travis hartman and uh with that thank you so much for your time I think you're over there. That there is Travis Hartman, Weekend Trav. That there is Brandon Waters, a.k.a. B-Money, a.k.a. Producer, a.k.a. Second Man Now. Thanks for joining. God bless. And as always, go Pack Go.